0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. We are all smiles, of course, because we get to talk football with you (laughs) and we get to just hang out and, and and. chat sports for about 40 45 minutes here but Mac the smiles may be a little misleading because <laughs> the weekend specifically a few of these losses Wake's loss Syracuse's lost, Boston freaking college I, I was going to ask you if you were okay just not even discussing Boston College and just kind of waiting till next year to mention them again but we'll see if we'll see if you're okay with that you called the Wake Louisville game you were there <laughs> I felt for you Mac that game was crazy <laughs>
0: It was nuts. It was something KG that there's no freaking way. I thought that that would have happened. Right. And to see the defensive effort from Louisville was just crazy. The confidence that they had. We were in these coaches' meetings. They're like, "Yeah, fine. like we're gonna do this." I'm like, "Are you? Like Ooh. you know what's about to happen?" Yeah, they are. And they're like, "Yeah, no, we're good. We're gonna bring pressure. We're gonna show this and that." And they did time and time again. And It was just crazy to see that execution. But before we jump too far into this, I I do want to say this. It's so funny to me, and I'm sure you deal with this all the time when you call games. The way that I can tell if we called a good game or not Mm -hmm. is if I go on Twitter after the game and I look at my mentions and all these people from Louisville and all these people from Wake – are telling me I'm a homer for each school. <laughs> for each school. When it's when it's balanced, then I'm like, okay, we did a great job because everyone thinks that we were cheering for the other team. And it's just so funny. It's like, come on, guys. I'm a homer because I said Wake Forest was gifted those calls and I'm cheering for Louisville. No, they were horrible, horrible calls. The one fumble uh that Sam Hartman they said it was a stop progress ghost call. That was a fumble. Mm -hmm. And then the touchdown to to Banks clearly drags the ground. The nose of the football should not have been a touchdown. And here we are. So whatever. I don't understand.
1: It's really funny how every fan base thinks that because when you're calling a game, especially like if you're calling a Clemson game and someone says you're a homer, okay, like maybe there's just something coming through that you can't control because you graduated from Clemson, whatever. I am so much more focused on trying to call a good game than I am about who's winning. Like, I don't care. There are so many other things that as a color analyst, you have to be thinking about and focusing on to truly go out of your way, to be biased. You'd you'd have to put effort into that. And we don't have time for that.
0: Right. And let's be honest, if you're going to say I was being biased to one team it was going to be the number 10 team in the yeah, country the that would have that, helped our conference. Right. Right. It wasn't the four and three team. I can Agreed. promise you that. Agreed.
1: Totally <laughs> but agree on game. that. It
0: was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Something I'll never forget. I mean, I've only really had, <laughs> I've only had one other game like that. And that was the coastal Louisiana game. We're not mm-hmm. like that at all, but just games that I won't ever forget because it came down. It was my second game ever. And it came down to a last second field goal to win the game. And it was just nuts. And uh, so that was kind of really when Coastal was taking off in 2020. This game, there's 35 points scored in the third quarter, six turnovers, more turnovers in a quarter than Wake Forest had an entire season. It, it was – it was. I don't even know what how to describe it. It was a video how game. It was happen? like a video game where you're playing – one of the opponents is like on All-American, the other opponent's on like Rookie and <laughs> – It wasn't even fair. It wasn't fair. It was two different things that were happening.
1: We will, we're going to get into that game. And I think first and foremost, you've got to give Louisville a bunch of credit. That defense, we we know how good they are on the D-line. Before we get into these games, though, I think we should hit on the top 25 here because.
0: Come on. You
1: know, we saw, and again, Mac and I aren't shying away from it. It was a rough weekend for the ACC. There's no doubt. But it is one weekend and not a single team that was in the poll dropped out. So that's something to keep in mind. The latest AP poll, which won't matter really, effective Tuesday, which we're going to talk about. That's right. Clemson 5, North Carolina 17, Wake Forest 20, NC State 21, Syracuse 22. So every team stayed in there. Now, if Cuse loses this week or Wake loses this week, they're probably out. Or NC State and NC State Wake play each other. I did find it funny that wait, or that NC State of all teams jumps four spots for just finding a way to beat Virginia Tech at home. But hey, you'll take it if you're NC State.
0: Go pack, baby! Come on, you'll take uh, it. yeah. That was that was baffling that they moved. I thought NC State was going to drop, um, yeah. just because of that performance. I thought they'd hey, stay the writers, in.
1: But I didn't think they would move up that much.
0: You thought that they would go from twenty four to
1: twenty four to twenty four. Yeah, I thought they would stay there.
0: Yeah, I thought they were going to drop. When you let Virginia Tech score 21 third-court points.
1: But it was obvious that NC State was working through some stuff in that game, and <laughs> sure. they seemed to have sure, found sure, some sure. answers. And we'll yeah, get to all that. I, I want to I ask I this agree. question first, though, Mac. Because I've seen a lot. This was Clemson's bye week, and I saw a lot of people. Um, some people were honestly getting sassy on Twitter, which is fine. And I said, you know, Clemson fans might want to watch this TCU-West Virginia game. If anything, because it was a fun football game, and I think TCU is pretty good. But also – TCU as an undefeated team outside of the Big Ten and the SEC is kind of another threat to Clemson's spot in the playoff, hypothetically. are you? Is this year different for you than others? Whereas most Clemson fans say, if if Clemson wins out and they win the ACC, they're in, I don't care what else happens. I don't care if there's seven other undefeated teams or whatever, which obviously is not going to happen. Or are you a little more concerned because, and I mentioned this a few weeks ago, this We are looking down the possibility for the first time ever in the playoff era of three one-loss SEC teams, plus, plus it is, this is only the second playoff really since we've had a playoff that Michigan and Ohio State are both legit contenders. That only started happening last year. So you've got five of these major brands who all could be zero loss or one loss, and at least two of them will have a conference title. Then you've got TCU. So you've got them to worry about as well. And apparently Oregon is in some people's top four. Are you more worried for Clemson being left out as an undefeated champion than perhaps in years past?
0: No. no you, don't, sure. you don't
1: think there's any chance?
0: No. A team that has won two of them, a team that has been to six out of seven?
1: I mean, we know oh, the pedigree. And if, yeah, it, if for, it was up like to the pedigree, then Clemson would be two or three right now.
0: If it's up to pedigree, Tennessee would be number one and Georgia wouldn't be. Number
1: no, I'm talking pedigree is your history, what you've done.
0: You're right. right. And so I, I think that, um, no, I don't know.
1: You're right. not worried. Okay. All right. We'll see. <laughs> I think.
0: Did you want more meat on the boat? There? No, 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 no.
1: I want your honest uh, opinion.
0: No, I, think, I mean, I think at the end of the day, too, like Clemson still has one of the most impressive re- resumes, although people don't want to say that and don't want to talk about but, it. All these ranked teams are still there on their schedule and were better than after they played them. Clemson breaks people like don't don't forget about that. that Similar to, to some of these better teams when you play in Alabama, when you play at Georgia after the fact, it's very tough to continue you know, on a very successful way there. Um, from a physicality standpoint. So for me, no, like if it, there has been years in the the past that you could sit here and say, that schedule is terrible. Clemson's schedule is good, like, and their strength of record is fantastic. So for me, KG, not even a shadow of the
1: doubt. Okay. No, and I mean, I do think Clemson, if you win out and win the ACC, you should be in. Um, I Just to be clear, I very much think that. But if Wake craters – if Syracuse craters, NC State doesn't have Devin Leary anymore. Like the, these wins could start to look less impressive. And that started this past weekend. And that was mm-hmm. part of the, the bloody Saturday that we are going to discuss. So there's still a lot of football left. TCU, do they right. go undefeated? I mean, that's a question. I think we'll learn a lot this weekend with Georgia, Tennessee as well. And I almost don't know right. from a Clemson or ACC perspective, who do you want to win in that scenario? Between Georgia and Tennessee, I don't know if either way it helps you.
0: It's a right answer, right? I don't who, know if there's uh, a right answer. Yeah, who uh, just right now with the AP poll stuff? Who who do you think is is number one? Who do you think should be the number one team?
1: I think Tennessee should be number one. We've been saying that for like, multiple clear as weeks, day, right?
0: Like but it's for some reason,
1: to me. And the committee might do it. The committee might I think actually they will.
0: do it. I think the committee absolutely will. Yeah, you know what is hilarious to me though, just talking about Clemson and the the I don't know questioning or whatever. <laughs> If the roles were reversed and Clemson was the defending national champion undefeated, but they won the way that Georgia did mm, and Tennessee was winning the way they are, Tennessee would jump Clemson. No question in yeah. these writers' minds. It, it's, I think
1: that's fair. I hate it. I agree. Well, and what's interesting with this AP poll is that Ohio State and Tennessee are actually tied at two. Like, what do
0: we do? Who cares? No. Why is there a tie? It's, it's so soccer dumb. style
1: here, Mac. I hate
0: it. I hate ties. soccer
1: style. <laughs> this well, is
0: America. We do not do ties, except for in the NFL and except for in this. Occasionally. Okay,
1: the so, other thing I'll say about Georgia is that Oregon, <laughs> Oregon suddenly finding itself is really helping Georgia too, because that one looks yeah. good. But you know what? Can we do
0: one more yes. overarching thing before we go in? We,
1: we got plenty of time.
0: Where is Drake May in your Heisman <laughs> deal here? like top there. 3 top 3 So yes
1: and th- and we talked about this a few weeks ago. I think Drake he May did. is taking that Kenny Pickett approach, not by choice, he just is. He's been playing great. He hasn't changed anything. But if you continue to put up numbers like this and your team wins, they can't ignore you. That's what happened with Kenny Pickett. The first 5 or 6 weeks of the season last year, people were saying, "It's Kenny Pickett. Is he really um, you know, this brand new quarterback? Is Pitt really that good and then you get to week eight 9 ten and they are and they continue to win and he continues to put up numbers where you cannot ignore him so yeah. I think Drake May is doing the exact same thing UNC has to continue to win which is what they've been doing they're now uh, 17th in the country so and could be a little higher with the committee we'll see so I think it's that same trajectory and if Drake May continues what he's doing he should be in New York I, you can't deny what he I mean how good he's been for North Carolina
0: yeah, I mean, I completely agree, and, and what's funny to me, KG, is you look at you know some common opponents that, that each have played with some of the other guys who, who might be right at the top there, and I look at Ohio State and Notre Dame, and, and C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. against Notre Dame, when they were at full strength, that was before injuries and all yeah. this other stuff happened, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Drake May went for three-something with five touchdowns against Notre Dame. When I look at Pittsburgh, Mm a game that just happened, Hen and Hooker, two or three touchdowns. What does Drake do? Go for 405 touchdowns. Like, it's just the guy, say what you want about, oh, he doesn't play anybody. Well, the opponents that we do play each other, and Mm -hmm. we see the commonalities here, he dominates, and the numbers are not even close. So it's going to be fascinating to me, KG, just to see – How this thing ends out, how much can he take it to another level time and time again, but I don't see how you deny him New York. I mean, unless he just totally implodes these last, you know, however many weeks we have, four weeks or whatever, um, then maybe. But I don't see that. I see him getting better, and I see him getting more confident in the offense.
1: What's interesting is, and I hate to bring this back to Clemson, some UNC fans or Pitt fans might roll their eyes here, but I just thought of this. Kenny Pickett dominated Clemson. (laughs) Middle of the year last year. It was like middle of the, maybe October or whatever. And that Clemson team wasn't as good, but the defense was still good and Kenny Pickett played really well. Drake May won't get to play Clemson until a potential ACC championship. That's a little late, but I believe with the calendar, it's still enough time before you have to submit. I believe you'd have to submit your ballot by the end of the next day. So that's where right. I think he could also solidify himself. It's a little late in the season, but. Yeah, and
0: you just. It, uh... Right. And at that point, you know, you're hoping that voters aren't, you know, voting in September like we've seen some people. I think I
1: think that (laughs) stopped for the most part.
0: Some of those votes that were.
1: Yes, I think that has. But
0: I'm just saying in your mind, like these people are like, yep, this is this is my Heisman. This is who I'm going with. This is the guy. Like, just look at the full body of work. okay? like I'm not you don't see any UNC stuff around here behind me. But at the end of the day, like we need to give these people credit who are surging and, and have an unbelievable uh you know kind of seasons here and he's certainly top three.
1: Agreed. And if you missed our interview with Drake, may I go check it out on the Grand Lookin' MacLean YouTube page or the Grand Looking McLean Apple <laughs> Podcast page. Okay, Mac, enough um, philosophical talk here. Let's get into some of these games. The big three again, Bloody Saturday is what we're we're calling it here. Two of these big three games, the ACC did not look well, Louisville looked great. I'm giving Louisville credit, but let's let's start with Syracuse and Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> Notre Dame beats Syracuse forty one to twenty-four. Garrett Schrader gets knocked out. Well, he he takes a really hard hit in the second quarter, doesn't come back for the second half. Even though Carlos Del Rio Wilson, the backup, looked pretty good in the second half in relief. He still threw a pick. I my biggest takeaway from this game, Mac, was Notre Dame, even when Notre Dame is down, that offensive line is still just ridiculous. And with Syracuse, with that three three five, if you just try to run it down their throats, it can be a problem. And that's what Notre Dame did. Notre Dame ran the ball down Syracuse's throats. That, that was yeah. my biggest takeaway.
0: I, I honestly think it was Notre Dame looked, okay, what did Clemson do? Oh, they ran the ball every single play in the second half and, and came back and won the game. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, with our O-line, we honestly, can do it. Yeah, and honestly, when they threw the ball, I was kind of like, what the heck are you doing? Why are you passing the football? Like, just run it. You have two running backs that had 20 carries each. I mean, my God, that is a crazy game plan. They ran the ball 56 times. This isn't the triple option. This isn't a, a militant academy here. This is Notre Dame football looking at we're bigger, we're stronger, we're going to blow you over time and time again. And that's what that's what they're able to do. And quite frankly, moving forward, you know, looking at Syracuse's schedule and, and who they have coming up as I'm pulling it up here, they've got Pitt next, hold your breath, right. that's all they do is run the football. You've got Florida State, hold your breath, that's all they, not really. Jordan just went off for like 400 yards. But
1: they, can't but they can run, run the run ball, the really
0: ball well. at a very high clip. Wake Forest, eh, Boston College, eh, running the football wise. So, I mean – Look out, because if if you don't do something to correct it, I mean, you're looking at four straight losses that might be kind of bad. So, you know, Syracuse, as great as that defense is, I kind of put an asterisk on it when we were talking about number one defense in the ACC. I said, statistically, that is true. But when you look at it, there's some stuff that people can take advantage here, and it's just a numbers game, KG. At the end of the day, you're too small up front. We're going to bully you around. And that's exactly what happened. And quite frankly, when you're playing a team, and we talked about this, the brand. Like, it is what it is. Notre Dame, whenever, however they are, it's always a brand. And it's always going to be something which I low-key do not like. But it is what it is. Um, you you can't make mistakes. You can't get them seven points on the first snap of the game. Horrible read. Guy more than covered. The The defender ran the route for him. And he walks into the end zone, and then you know, really just in the fourth quarter, Notre Dame just flexed their muscles and, and ran all over these guys even more. So it's going to be a tough road ahead for Syracuse. Still a ton in front of them. What they've accomplished, unbelievable. We, we were talking about this year. It would be remarkable for them to go bowling, and, and they're there. They've been right. there. And so for me, KG, it's it's just kind of gut check time for, for them, especially what's coming up on this schedule. This defense really has to lock in and, and – what do you want to be? What does the mob wanna be? Um, and then you know, just hope Garrett Schrader's okay. You know, don't know the extent of that injury. College, you know, we we just it's hard to know that stuff unless it's like a serious season ending type deal. So I'm sure more of that will come out. But um, yeah, tough road ahead for Syracuse. Mm-hmm. And we already knew that. We knew it was gonna be a tough Their road now. It's a
1: very backloaded.
0: Yeah, it's 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 even tougher.
1: And look, this team is overachieved. No one thought Syracuse would be six. No question. So there right. is that. They have to regroup. They this is the first time this season when you combine Clemson in this game that they've truly been punched in the mouth and they've got to get back up and find a way. And really the last two games, the dynamic duo of Schrader and Tucker has been limited for whatever reason. Yeah. Against Clemson, Sean Tucker didn't get the ball that much. I don't, I don't know what the game plan was there to not give him the ball. But I think Schrader maybe got a little rattled against Clemson. And then obviously that pick six was just unbelievable. I mean, you can't. Line up against Notre Dame when you're coming off a loss that, is sh- that has that um, you know shook you a little bit and throw a pick six like that. That's just yeah. not going to work. And then he gets knocked out of the game. So I don't I don't know how Schrader's feeling physically or mentally. And they they need him. There's no doubt about that.
0: No question. And, and at the end of the day, your back's against the wall now. You've lost two in a row, and you've got to figure it out because as we've said time and time again, the schedule it's real. Mm-hmm. This this is the thick of it, as they like to say on uh, the old into TikTok. the thick of it.
1: That's where they go. <laughs> Mac, speaking of being in the thick of it, you were in the thick of it in Louisville, man. Louisville beats number 10 Wake Forest 48 to 21. One of the most flabbergasting games I've ever watched with my own two eyes. I wanna start, because most people are, are gonna think, what happened to Sam Hartman? Oh my god, he just imploded. I wanna start with Louisville and give Louisville credit. Louisville's now five and three. Don't look now. Yeah. They seem to their defense has started to play really well. And they lead the nation in sacks. They, they will get after the quarterback. Their D-line is nasty. To me, that was the biggest issue for Wake Forest is they just didn't really have an answer for that defensive line from Louisville.
0: Well, really, just schematically, KG. I mean, they, they were bringing all kinds of pressure, all kinds of blitzes, delayed blitz. It was something where I think they learned a little bit from Clemson where, okay, the first guy you bring, the running back's going to do a great job or the tight end's going to be do a great job of picking him up. You've got to almost overload and, and just not guess, but but just have that faith that our guys in the back, our man coverage, and also the timing of the blitz is gonna be quick enough that Sam can't burn us, that, that he can't make a decision. And they did that time and time again. I mean, it, it was crazy to see the amount of pressure that they were able to to really get on Louisville. I mean, I, I'd love to see the, you know, quarterback rush numbers, the hit numbers on top of, you know, the sacks and when they were actually able to hit home. They had eight sacks. This is super telling. And this is when I think you have an absolute mastermind at work in Coach Brown, the defensive coordinator. Eight sacks, eight different players. That's like insane. That is crazy. That is you scheming it up saying, we're going to send this guy. We're going to sit this guy. He's coming from here. And, and that's I your mean, depth, it, it was
1: That you have those right. kind of athletes all over the field.
0: Yeah. And, and just the way that they were doing it, it, it was – Awesome to see, quite frankly, just because you have one of the best offenses in the country that can't do anything. Literally cannot take a snap and do a three-step drop back Mm. without getting blasted. And it was rough at left tackle. Big Nash goes down. Um, You bring in a backup. The backup's getting murdered. You bring in Nash back. He's like, I got to do something. He gets murdered. He was not ready to play health-wise again after going down with injury. And then you've got a quarterback that is just – rattled I mean if I got hit eight times I'd be rattled too don't even know what I'm looking at mm-hmm. you know because there's so much going on and you know what's interesting is we spoke with Sam Hartman leading up to the game and you know, I just had to say like you know how do you do this this and that so listen I just trust the guys I trust my protection well you know that was almost at a fault here down. today because the, it just wasn't there for him and and then you know you, you see the results of it the picks were nah you know Obviously, two-pick six is not good. And it was a little bit of desperation mode. Um, the the I think it was the second one uh, that just bounced off Green's face. I yeah. mean, tips or picks, and that was just that was bad. So a- as bad as it looks, it's something where I think it was just one of those days where everything went wrong. And now the question is, how do you respond if you're Wake Forest? How do you move forward? Because you're still ranked in the country. There's still a lot in front of you that you can go out and do. And you know this is this is kind of a stigma for Wake Forest. It's a problem. KG is when we are in September and we're in October. Wake Forest is the national champions. They're fantastic. Mm-hmm. They, they for a couple of years here have been eight and zero. They've been seven and one, six and one, whatever. And then they finish three and three. They finish one and five. Like it's horrible to see how these guys close out a game or close out a season. Like you have to do something we got to figure this piece out and whether that's just a depth thing it's a scheduling thing you know everything's on the back end and we have all these easier games up front I'm not sure but you have to fix it it because it's a real problem and and that's where you know the the disrespect comes from you know at the end of the day to get respect you have to earn respect and you have to do it at a consistent basis Mm -hmm. it's awesome that you were number 10 in the country the past two years it's not awesome that you were number one in the country for five days. Like you, you've got to – or number 10 in the country, excuse me. You have to hold on to that. And it has to mean something. And there's a, a level of responsibility when you get up into that upper echelon. And, you know, they're just figuring out. They're, they're learning how to win. Um, Louisville, on the other hand, KG, I mean, to, to be 0-3 in the league, everything could have fallen apart. And honestly, it's kind of like Florida State uh, a year ago yeah. who starts 0-4 for the season – they could have fallen to pieces, uh, and instead, they rallied. They're playing so well, complementary football. That that yes. was what Coach Sat said to me and, and was just something that, like, my light went off. It's like, my goodness. You know, they haven't ever, under him, had all three phases firing at the same time, now three weeks in a row that they've played really, really well complementary mm-hmm. football.
1: They have. And I just want to say uh, one more thing about Wake. When you look at what Wake has left, and this, this is why I think a lot of people are concerned because you have that kind of performance. And Sam Hartman, it seems at times, he, he, not at times, he has kind of one of these blow-up games every year. Last year, it happened to be the ACC championship against Pittsburgh. Right. This year, it, it was Louisville, and, and that's really been the only one so far. They have NC State this weekend, which is going to be a huge game, and NC State, of course, is ranked. They have North Carolina, who's ranked. They have Syracuse, who's ranked. Then they have Duke, who's no pushover. We know how good Duke has been this year. So it's a brutal, brutal stretch for Wake, and they have to find a way to mentally. I I think the mental side of it right now, plus the actual O-line can't block side, um, is is a real concern (laughs) for Wake Forest. And, you know, Mac, when you talk about how they struggle late in the year, this is a this is kind of a cop out for Wake. This is what people always say about Wake, but I do think it comes down to their lack of depth in the trenches, and that's that's always been a concern, and really just lack of size at times in the trenches. That's yeah. why Clemson's been able to beat him. That's why Pitt got after him last year. Part of it when you have right. when Sam Hartman is just getting destroyed, yeah, he's going to throw a couple of picks, like you said. It's it's hard not yeah.
0: to. It's it's fascinating to look at, and I mean they're good. They're they're a really good football team still. It's just. It was a bad, bad day. We saw Clemson have a bad, bad day. We saw Miami have a bad, bad day. But the difference is the, the Tigers are at a level where they could overcome Right. You have the they can still win. A Miami team gets aired out by Duke. You know, this team gets aired out by Louisville. So there's, there's just levels. There's ways that you can get to it um, that, quite frankly, you know, they weren't able to get to. Looking at that schedule, KG, where, where do you have them finishing? Four games. What do you think?
1: Oh, man. I think one
0: and three. I think one and three. One and is three.
1: Crazy. Maybe, depending on how Syracuse pulls it together, I could see maybe two. I think maybe they could beat I Syracuse and Duke. I think that's the only win. I think that's the only I don't think I they don't beat NC they State because that's at Carter-Finley yeah. night game. I don't think so. It's be lit. But The way MJ yeah. Morris is playing, we're going to talk about that. And then, yeah, they host UNC, but I don't know if they beat UNC. Yeah. Crazy. Interesting.
0: Um, two things on Louisville, and then we can get out of here. Um, I don't want to be super negative because you played really well. I was thoroughly disappointed in the crowd.
1: Mm, um, yeah, I noticed. When I got
0: the assignment and I got you know the the go ahead that I was going to Louisville, I was jacked up. I thought it was going to be the craziest, noisy, packed game I'd ever been to. Uh, calling wise, I, I thought a top ten team was coming to down mm-hmm. coming to, coming to town. That's the only show going on, and uh, I mean it was like. empty. Mm -hmm. It was maybe more than that. I mean, it was really disappointing. It's a beautiful stadium, awesome city, so many cards fans there, but it's just like, what are y'all doing? Support your team. Come, you know, get after it and and have a great time. And maybe that's this is not true. I was going to say part of it's maybe Wake Forest didn't bring anybody. That's not true. You know, you got to pack it out 60,000. Yeah. Like get it going. Um, And then the last thing, I think that, uh, you know, this game more than any, it just put a capitalization point and and maybe even a couple of exclamation points on this is the freaking team of mystery. (laughs) You have no clue what's going to happen. Let me say this. If you lose to JMU next week. (laughs) Don't even. I'm coming in hot. Just Don't so you know. even coming and look, Jamie's, a, in Jamie's in a
1: good out. program. We know that. I think Louisville specifically because they're winning on the defensive end. That, that's what I like. What I've seen from yeah. Louisville recently. Yeah. And Willie Cunningham, yeah. he's still limping around. I'm not sure how healthy he is, but the defense is making plays, and right. that's given the offense a cushion. They have look. Louisville's five and three. All right. Let's say they beat JMU. They're six and three you just have to be killing yourself because you lost that weird game at Boston college. So you could be six and two right now, but they've got, they've got a tough stretch after JMU. You have to beat JMU. They go to Clemson. They host NC state. They go to Kentucky. So we'll, we'll see. I think this team's definitely going bowling. I think they're going to beat JMU. There's, it's going to be a big difference between six and six, eight and four. We'll see what this team can do.
0: Yeah, let me say this, too, and I lied. One more thing, and we can move on. I think they're going to beat Kentucky down. Kentucky
1: looked awful against Tennessee.
0: But I've also thought that in years past, and somehow yeah, Kentucky always blows them out. That's so, true. Louisville, we're talking to you. Mom. Get it done.
1: Seriously, Louisville. All right, but great win for Louisville. we love to see it. Okay, our final game of our big three, and then we, we're, we'll we roll through the rest. North Carolina beats Pittsburgh 42-24. to 24. North Carolina got off to a very slow start. Pittsburgh kind of dominated that first half. Sorry, sorry. Izzy Abanacanda dominated the first (laughs) half. (laughs) Izzy Abanicanda is a freakazoid. If Pitt was better, if Pitt was like, I don't know, even seven and three, or or sorry, seven, they've, you know, I can't do math. They've played eight games, even like six and two. Izzy should be in the Heisman conversation, but you just can't on a 500 team. But he is just so special, so explosive. But again, I thought the quarterback play held Pitt back, and UNC turned it on. And when they turn it on, I mean, get out of the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, Drake Mays, just—he's—he's he's unstoppable. He—he's so good at throwing the football, seeing what defenses are giving him, taking you know shots down the field, easy under the the neath routes. I mean, it's—it's it's been really, really impressive. It's so funny, KG. You know, I think back to when I first saw him at that practice, and you and I were talking, I'm like. There is no competition like this. You said
1: it. Max said it from the
0: jump. I just didn't understand like what they could possibly be seeing where he wasn't heads and shoulders like the guy. Like even from a year ago, the guy. And he just he's just so different. And so to me, the only concern that I do have, and maybe it just is what it is, like you take what the defense gives Mm -hmm. you. The, the run game has right. been a little lax these right. last couple of weeks. Like, my boy, Omarion Hampton, has kind of disappeared a little bit. And I don't know if, again, that's just, we're going to let this guy throw it a million times a game or what. I'm not. I'm fine with it. Um, but, you know, when, when you face Clemson, when you face those elite teams, they're going to take something away from you. And it's probably going to be what you're best at. So is there anything that can supplement it? We'll see. Maybe it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it's hard to question anything UNC does offensively. These guys are just – they're so good. And it's been really cool to see the emergence of Green. You know, he's been kind of a guy I really like to compare to Cornell Powell. Like, just a mm. little bit different. Cornell's journey was a little bit different. Um, you know, Green's a lot of it was injury-based. But, you know, a guy that just waited their turn. And, and now that he's getting it, you know, dominating. I mean, he's playing at a super high level, averaging like 25 yards a catch. I mean, my gosh, what is that? That's nuts. Um, and then Josh Downs, just the guy, has like 50 catches. He like he has double anybody that's even close to him on the team in in regards to catches. And obviously, you see why he's just playing at a really high level. And that offensive line did well, you know, against you know a Pittsburgh defensive line that hasn't been what we quite thought. Right. But you know, to hold those guys and limit them to only two sacks and UNC's playing well, mm-hmm. and you just got to keep it going. You got to keep it going. They have
1: Virginia this week at Virginia, which weirdly has been like a house of horrors for them. So. Keep an eye on that. (laughs) Then they go to Wake, which is still going to be a tough game. They host Georgia Tech, and then, of course, they host NC State. So not not a cakewalk left for UNC, but you do mention, you know, can you be somewhat one-dimensional and beat a team like Clemson if they are to face Clemson in the ACC title? Let's remember, Wake didn't run the ball nearly at all. Clemson took it away, and Wake passed the ball all over the yard against Clemson. So there is – I think with – for me the difference and for Wake it was how good those wide receivers are. For UNC, these wide receivers are so good. We we have to give them credit too. I know Drake May's been balling, but the wide receivers have been excellent. I, I think they can still score. If if we get to that point, I'm not yeah. trying to, to get ahead of ourselves here, but it looks like UNC is <laughs> gonna win the coastal. I mean it does.
0: There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. I think they're
1: it's like ninety eight percent chance or something.
0: Yeah, I think they're pretty close to uh to clinching. And they only have two and coastal then... games left. Yeah. So they probably clinch this week if if they yeah. win, and then same thing for Clemson. I, I would assume if Clemson wins mm-hmm. or if Syracuse loses, then they uh, they probably clinch. North Carolina might have already clinched. That's crazy. Um, I
1: haven't. This seen, is fascinating. But we'll I love see. looking at this. We'll update yeah, it on neither, but
0: they're two, they have a two game head lead on everybody, and two of those teams they have the tiebreaker against. Mm. It's fascinating. I mean, fascinating to look at.
1: unless anything insane happens, it's going to be Clemson, North Carolina. And I, I would look forward yeah. to that game. I think it'd be fun. Okay, Mac, we need I mean, to it's, run it's through the rest of these games here. Let's do – so this game was a while ago, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it. NC State beats Virginia Tech 22-21. M.J. Morris was a revelation. They start Jack Chambers. They say, no, we got we got to go to this freshman. And all he does is go 20-29 of 29 for 265, three touchdowns, no picks as that game-winning touchdown pass, his wide receiver stepped up for him. And, yeah, I know Dave Dorn was – he did call out some fans that left, but to the fans that stayed with NC State, because that looked like it was going to be, you know, the most embarrassing loss of the season or maybe in a couple years. And just credit NC State for fighting back. Because in the end, no one's going to remember how you won this game. They just remember you won. The AP poll shows it. You went up three spots somehow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. It was crazy. So – this this was happening. Uh, I was in the airport watching the game. I take off. I think it was either three or ten to zero. Yeah, maybe. Let me check this real quick so I don't sound like a total idiot. Um, okay, no, it was three to zero. So it's three to zero. I take off, and it was an ugly game. Like it was horrible, just gross back and forth. Nobody can do anything. Nobody can score. And then I land, and it's like. 21 to 10. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. Like, what and in State's the world is this I mean, that's, explosion? That's
1: your thought.
0: Yeah, and then this crazy thing of points. And then I'm like traveling to the hotel, grab a little bite to eat. And it was close to – I think it was like a three-score game or a three-point uh, game. I'm just like, what is happening? This is a tale of two crazy quarters here. And then notice that, you know, NC State put MJ Morrison. and He's just balling, dropping dimes left mm-hmm. and right. And, uh, man, I mean, that young man, the future's very bright. NC State obviously is really excited about him kind of leading up to this. And I think they were trying to ease him along as much right. as they can. But now it's like, dude, you got to go. Like, you are our best option. There's no doubt about it. And, uh, yeah, great to get a game like that under his belt, especially with a ranked team, you know, coming to town this week and, and how meaningful that game is, uh, you know, especially with what happened a year ago. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think that, you know, he's he's a great passer. This defense for, you know, NC State, obviously, outside of magically giving up twenty one out of nowhere, uh, has been playing really well. Those three linebackers had another great game and fun to see them statistically get after it. And uh yeah, I'm excited for this next challenge that they have coming up.
1: I think they thought they could get away with chambers and just the defense would step up and you know, they could kind of win. I don't know, a 14-3 to game or something. But obviously that didn't work. And so you're thinking, Uh, we have to score. Otherwise, this could tank the year. I mean, this loss could could really ruin the year. And you go to MJ Morris, and now it seems like he's the guy. And and you have that passing element back. And people now have to prepare for that. And so I think that's going to be a a game changer for NC State. And and they're still ranked. There's still a lot of season left. If MJ Morris can consistently do this, then I just think State fans feel a lot better now than they did. Week yeah,
0: I mean they feel so good that um I had about a hundred of them telling me that MJ Morris should be in my top five power rating of the quarterback. I said one game. Sit the F down. Wow No chance. <laughs> so let's bump the brakes a little bit. But yeah, maybe uh maybe next year, maybe on the preseason he'll be yeah? up
1: there. Well let's see what he does the rest of the season. We saw who
0: knows what Devin Larry does. Oh my gosh. Well what do you think there? What do you think there? Comes back. Okay,
1: it's just one game. It's just one. Oh, what Devin does. I mean I. <sighs> I would. He's
0: gonna he's gonna come back.
1: He's I would.
0: You need, a, you need to come
1: back. You know, that's the new trend in college football, twenty four year old quarterbacks. <laughs> Mac Florida State beat Georgia Tech 41 to 16. Georgia Tech did not cover, even though Say they tried. Say they it again. They almost did at the end, but then they didn't, and Ooh. then FSU went and scored. I Boom. I apologize for the lack of and it really wasn't a lack of respect for FSU. It was the trickiness yeah, was. of, hold on. Oh, no, it was. It was the trickiness of, oh, Jeff Sims is taking snaps in practice. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. So there was that. FSU coming off a bye, 24 points is a lot of points. But in the end, FSU, even though they got off to a bad start, they dominated really the second, third, and fourth quarters. So good, solid win for Florida State.
0: I don't know what all that, that you just said was. All I heard was Florida State covered. That's all I heard. You got That's it right, great. Mac.
1: You got it right. <laughs>
0: come on. And now we
1: have FSU he, Miami.
0: Miami yeah. coming off a big gonna get, dub. Miami's going to get absolutely throttled. I can't wait to watch that game. Oh um, yeah, I mean, Florida State, Jordan Travis, listen, you come on this podcast, you're going to have a really good week. Sometimes. That might not be true necessarily, but sometimes uh, he did. He did. Thanks, and uh, you know, Yeah, pl- thank God. Uh, he just looked great. I mean, every throw he made, so confident, just Really got going. It was a really slow start, and I was Mm -hmm. really frustrated watching the game in the first quarter. mm -hmm. Yeah, right. And I'm just sitting there like, guys, what are we doing? And I got to say this one thing, too. I hate critiquing coaches because I've never called a play. I think I'd be okay at it, though, by the way. But I've never done it. And situationally, you know, it's tough. I get that. Florida State on the one freaking yard line. Yeah. Snap the ball to your quarterback. Hand, hand, hand mm-hmm. the ball Correct. to your running crack. Do not pitch it to him and hit him in the face. Do not snap it to him and hit him in the face. Turn, hand, give it to him. That's
1: all not you have hard. to do. It's that easy. It's not
0: hard. I'll even say from the 10 yard and end, you need to do that. Do not pitch them or snap them the football. They don't do that. <laughs> drives me nuts, KG. And drives it, it, me it, it never
1: nuts. goes right. You know? Ever. <laughs> it never goes right, guys.
0: I almost threw my TV when that happened, just so you know. <laughs> I almost ripped it off the wall and slammed it on the ground. I was so mad. Because they had driven straight down the field. Yeah. Awesome. Right, left, pass, right, left, draft. Oh, let's try something tricky. Boom. 40 yards the other way. Oh, my God. Made me sick. Almost threw up. Almost threw up.
1: Well you know a game um, I did throw
0: up in okay. when yes. Boston College lost. So 13 I was to gonna, 3.
1: I was gonna say that to the end and just say Boston College lost to UConn 13 3, and that's all we have for you folks. <sighs> because the two the two games we have left were the two saddest football games I've ever seen. Um, UConn beats Boston College 13 3, Miami beats Virginia in f- quadruple overtime 14 wow. to 12.
0: Wait, four <laughs>
1: damn <laughs> what?
0: I was gonna say how many points were scored, four, four overtime. It had to be so many. Mac, do you know, what many I thought, you know how many touchdowns? How many touchdowns were I scored? With, KG? Uh, zero.
1: You know what I thought was Virginia Miami? The second we went to two point conversions, I went UVA covers. Doesn't matter either way. <laughs> UVA plus three, baby. We good. That's all
0: we care about. That's all we care about. <laughs> Unfreaking believable, KG. That I mean, both, both of these games. Number one, <laughs> did you lucky Boston College. We don't have relegation because you're out. That was a you're you better done. not game. You're going. Yeah. It
1: was, <laughs> it was and a not
0: game. And you did it. I mean, you need to be playing in the Ivy League. That's where we need to send you right now because this is just bad. Let me ask you this too. And Five I hate turnovers.
1: This.
0: Yeah, it's just terrible. I hate this because it's, it's horrible. and I think there's a lot of circumstances. Do you do you think they're thinking about getting rid of half, half-league?
1: I mean, maybe they're thinking about it, but I, I wouldn't. I don't know how – with, especially with this cycle, Mac, there's already a lot of jobs open. There's already a ton. I don't think you can upgrade from league. I think you have to give him a, one more year.
0: I think if they do, then I'm going to make a call to Jim Phillips and say whatever we have to do, get him out of the league. Just get him out.
1: BC? They don't
0: care. Dang they don't want to win.
1: Mac's going hard right jumping. now.
0: It, that's well, mad. that's unbelievable. Yeah, this I mean, weekend a, a was loss. so embarrassing for the league, and that was the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it brutal. And it pisses me off even more that we have to go sit there on TV and talk about this team's going to do this and that, and, this, and then you lose 13-3 to to UConn. Mm. It's terrible. Mm. Anyway, anyway, move on from that trash. Uh, yeah, Miami-Virginia, that was probably the second worst football game that I watched all so- day. Um.
1: It was so bad, man. It was so I think bad. I do
0: I'm I think I'm going to try to get into coaching. If anyone okay. listening, you know, if you want me to call plays, cool. I'm just doing coordinator. I'm not doing a position coach. Um so if, if you not have a any head coach. offensive coordinator n- uh not yet. I uh, need to okay. I need to prove it a little bit first. Um yeah, if you have a coordinator job open, you know, hit me up. I'm going to call some plays cuz it can't be that hard. It can't be that hard where in four extra time periods. You cannot score a single touchdown. It can't be that hard, KG.
1: Well, if you watch the game, it sure looked hard. It did look hard.
0: That's what I'm saying. It can't can't be that hard. All right. I would go for it six times in a row on fourth and one from the goal line before I kicked a field goal on fourth and one at the one.
1: I would agree on that. Anyway. I would agree.
0: Can we leave? Yeah,
1: I think it's time. I think it's time, guys. It was a tough, tough (sighs) Saturday. But you know what? As I said, it's just one weekend. Everything's (laughs) great.
0: Yeah, whatever. Back.
1: Okay. This was an Here episode.
0: I, I don't know if it was a great episode, but it was an episode of Grambling and Mac Lane. Thank y'all for listening. No, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of season left, a lot of cool things. Uh, Wednesday, we're going to have a massive guest. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to preview the weekend. I'll give you a little hint it's the ACC Network primetime game. So you figure out who the guest is. KG will send That's out a, a little good hint. teaser. On social media um, and and we'll see what you guys think that way Uh, a lot of big games though a lot of night games coming up Mm. which is a little disappointing to me i I like getting them out of the way and only having one at night but uh that's it from us go over to youtube mash that subscribe button so you can see the horrible faces i made all episode this was a devastating weekend for me so i was very expressive and emotional about it uh you should go see my face you didn't cry Mac. that's good i uh,
1: you know there might have been some tears it was close
0: not in this episode but it was close um also go over all the ogs go over to apple podcast rate review subscribe awesome to hear from you guys as well but until next time we'll see y'all